The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 22nd of November and the time is 10 o'clock. I feel strange saying 22nd of November because this month has just whizzed by. Uh, welcome to Mother's Planet, uh, a show where there's always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to us hard-working mothers. Uh, I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio today we have have um, a fairly full house so I'll start from my left and go around so we've got um, Fawzia, Salaam alaikum. How are you? I'm good thank you. And a good week? Yes a very good week. Thank you. And Noor, how are you Noor? I'm good. Good I see you're nice and wrapped up so yeah. you're still feeling the chill. Yeah it's cold. Yeah. It's been a cold week I know I think early, midweek we were de-icing the cars i can't believe we were actually get looking for the de-icing spray and uh de-icing the cars but um i was quite lucky because my husband did that also i just literally got in the car and dropped the kids off to school and didn't have to worry about that all and last but not least we have louise hello louise hi there how are you i'm oh, not too bad thank you good week uh yeah not too bad it's friday so yeah. it's all good yeah, yeah. Are, are you are you feeling the chill a bit yeah i say you have to de-ice the car a couple of times and remember yeah. where the demisters are it's so, oh um, so yeah, back back to reality. I know. So, so what would you say? Would you say you're a winter person, or do you prefer the sun? Um, I think as a redhead I think I prefer the winter definitely yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so. I know I, I debated this I thought <laughs> do I like the winter or do I like the summer but you can always layer up in the winter mm-hmm. and then you know if you get too hot you can just de-layer but yeah. in the summer when it's hot you're just hot and That's everything it. just mm-hmm. doesn't become nice so yes um, listeners um, it's um, we, yeah, we are live on air and uh, we are live on the Facebook camera and um, as you can see um we have the Alliance Foster Care um, uh, with us today, um, who are going to be talking about fostering and uh, um, uh, adoption. We also have Fozia and Noor, who are um, in the fostering journey, um, and uh, they will be sharing their personal experience. Um, you can um, listen to us through TuneIn, um, through the web uh, webpage, um, Inspire FM webpage. Um, you can also share your comments on the Facebook um, page, or you can uh, join in uh, the discussion by texting in or whatsapping in on 0779-481-822. Usually, listeners, I do start the show off with some headlines uh, that I feel is relevant to us, but um, there's so much to get through in today's show and I really wanted to get through the key questions and all the facts around fostering. So we're just going to go straight into the show. So um, we are discussing fostering, a path that I'm sure many of the listeners... um, are considering but not sure um, what criteria is needed and um, how to go about this. So um, today I'm hoping um, myself and my guests will be able to unveil the uh, needs of uh, people around foster care and um, how to get into fostering. And um, inshallah, maybe some people out there will actually consider going into fostering as well. So um, before I continue yabbling on, I would actually like to... um, get my list uh, uh, guest to introduce themselves to the listeners so if you don't mind just briefly um, introducing yourselves um, and uh, a bit about um, who you are uh, to the listeners uh, so if I start with yourself Fawzia. Oh, Asalaamu uh, Alaikum I'm Fawzia Khwaja um, and I have been fostering for six years mm-hmm. uh, we moved from London to Kettering mm-hmm. and were you fostering in London then? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. No, no we moved from London and then we moved to Kettering. And um, my all children were grown up. Mm-hmm. And that's something that um, I had a skill set of as mm-hmm. a mum for mm-hmm. such a long time. And so how many children yeah, so do you have? I have three children. Three children, yes. Mashallah. Okay, yes. And they're all grown up now. Yeah, yes. Okay. Is Noor your youngest? No, my son is the eldest. Uh-huh. Noor is the young, uh, second. Uh-huh. And Ira is the youngest. Youngest. Okay, yeah. yes. So, Noor, if you could introduce yourself then. So, we you know you're the middle child. Yes. Yeah. I am <laughs> okay. the middle child. Yeah. And do you think you uh, portray the traits of a middle child? I do. I, th- <laughs> I do. I say it a lot in the house. And okay. they're starting to understand that middle child syndrome is a real thing. Okay. <laughs> it does affect us middle children. Okay. Uh, so obviously I'm Fozia's daughter. Uh-huh. I 
she's the main foster carer in our house along mm. with my dad mm-hmm. and uh, me my brother and my younger sister um are, are her support system we uh, we help a lot and we yeah. we're part of the fostering family so oh. it's a it's a it's a family thing to Network, do yeah. yes oh lovely thank you and louise hi there hi yes <laughs> So if you could introduce yourself. So you work with Alliance Foster Care then? Yes, yes, I'm here for Alliance Foster Care. Um, so, so we're an agency with an office in, in Northampton, um, but we do look after uh, lots of counties like Luton, Bedfordshire, mm-hmm. um, Peterborough, Cambridge, Milton Keynes, so quite a large reach over the area. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, so, so we look after Fozio and the family and mm-hmm. uh, many, many others. We've got 100 and, sorry, it's 115 children wow. um, looked after over 72 households. So, uh, wow. so yeah, so we've got quite a, a widespread over the over the area yeah. um so so it's great to be here you know for alliance and uh and, and you know explain a little bit more about yeah. what we're about so yes, thank no. you i think the key question um uh, people would um that are listening in that probably don't know much about fostering and adoption is to understand the difference between fostering and adoption so if we could just um uh clarify that what's the what's the key difference between the two Yes, certainly. Um, adoption is where full parental responsibility sits with the adopted parents. Mm-hmm. So that that's that. It's kind of they are your children. Mm-hmm. Um, fostering is a little different where the actual responsibility remains with the local authority. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more work together with them. Um, and there's always that the move, the flexibility with, with children moving um, with the aim goal to either a permanent um foster placement or adoption placement or, or back with their with their birth families so okay. so that's that's the key difference adoption is a permanent home fostering is is temporary. more temporary with yeah. with long-term placements as well okay yeah so um you've had some um uh, foster carers take on children um, um do you know what's the longest duration that you've had a child stay with a family i, I don't know the exact number but it can be anything from a few days to until uh-huh. they're 18 so it, it really uh-huh. is flexible on the needs of the child and you know the stability uh, mm-hmm. in, in the family that's looking after them and um, it's, 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 it can be anything okay so it's interesting you said um 18 so as soon as a child that's in care that turns 18 they are now an adult so do they self-suffice what happens then um not necessarily we do have um there's there's options for post 18 supports mm-hmm. uh, it's slightly different to traditional fostering mm-hmm. um but they aren't just left out, oh, yeah. out no, into, yeah. into the wilderness um and there's lots of preparation which starts from about the age of 13 14 just to already mm-hmm. ready young people into adulthood mm-hmm. um but there are there are arrangements to to look after to take young them. people from 18 okay um so if you can um um explain a bit because i know there's several agencies out there that deal with fostering um if you could just explain a bit to background about um uh the alliance foster care um i know you had a um quite a hectic week this week so uh-huh. um if you could just uh, explain that yes yes busy busy getting regulated <laughs> and, and yeah. checks out so um so it keeps us on his toes which is good yes. and we well we welcome those those those, those checks yeah um but now alliance um we we're part of a, of a larger group of foster um, fostering agencies, so just the National Fostering Agency Group, mm-hmm. um, who have offices literally all over all over the country and in mm-hmm. Scotland and, and Ireland as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're really pleased to be part of that, mm-hmm. um, which allows us to have a much access to wider support mm-hmm. network and and more more services available to our carers. Mm. So the uh, um, Alliance Foster Care, you had an audit. So um, this is very similar to. Um, uh, I, I remember speaking to Amanda and she was saying it's very similar to like an Ofsted mm-hmm. um, so where you come and you, everything's audited so um, everything is then uh, up to scratch so it's um, it's good to know and it's um, as someone that's probably considering fostering mm-hmm. it's nice to know that there is um, a criteria that needs to be met yeah. in which case um, uh, the companies like yourself are monitored agencies yes. like yourself are mm-hmm. monitored for that um, so do you, do you are you an independent agency or do you have uh, connections with local councils to say that we've got these children that are looking to go into care um or do or how 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 does how do the children that come to you not recruited as such but how do, arrive how, yeah how do they yeah. arrive that's the word certainly yeah. um yes well uh, alliance as well as all agencies in mm-hmm. in the nfa group are independent mm-hmm. so what happens is it, it, in simple terms a child comes into care mm-hmm. you know for for variety of circumstances mm-hmm. they become the responsibility of the local authority so mm-hmm. who you pay council tax to mm-hmm. um local authorities do have their own foster carers so mm-hmm. so there's a 
possibility there, but um, prepare for for other cases and we can offer perhaps a bit more additional support mm-hmm. um, the local authorities do come out to, to independent agencies where mm-hmm. we can uh, offer that okay. that succinct pack- package for them. Okay, brilliant thank you Louise. Um, okay so um, as I said we've got Fawzia and Noor on, on um, air with us today and uh, Fawzia is personally um, going through uh, the fostering journey and uh, as she said she's been doing it for about six years now? Six years. Yeah, six six years. So um, Fawzia, what what made you decide to go into foster care? Um, Not go into foster no, care, no, you know what I mean. I yeah, fostering, yes. yeah. It um, was uh, friends of ours who were foster carers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just picked up on how well we did with looking after our own children and, mm-hmm. uh, and the commitments that we had with the school um, and the participation we had with everything that we did within the school. Um, and they kind of just really said would you like to you know you should go into fostering mm-hmm. um and at that time it wasn't right because we were living in london <clears throat> but then we moved to kettering mm-hmm. we got a bigger house my children were all grown up and we just decided that because of the skill set that i had that would be the best thing mm-hmm. um and the fact that i really wanted to give back to the community as well mm-hmm. to give back to children because um that's what I wanted to do yeah so and what um, a positive way to do it as well to support those children I mean as you said you've got the skills bringing up your own children and having a middle child (laughs) and um it's it's obviously there's the challenges that you face there you've got the skills to then to say I can actually support and help the and and it's a a very nice uh thing to do to give back to the community Mm -hmm. because there are lots of children that are in need of this support and so it's quite nice that you um, decided to go into that. So um, going into foster care, uh, Louise, if uh, maybe you could shed some light on this, because I think um, many people want to know, having the skills from previously having children, um, are there any other key criteria that you need? Like, ha- does the home need to be in a certain way? Um, it, can you be working parents and still have children um, mm-hmm. that you want to foster? So, how does that how does that work? What's the criteria? Yeah, the, there, there are criteria mm-hmm. um, to be approved as a foster carer. The main, the mo- number one requirement we ask for is a spare room. Okay. Um, and yes, you can work alongside fostering with, with Alliance. So, so really, if you if you've got a spare room and you feel like the time mm-hmm. and, and the space and the love to, to give to, to a child give us a call and then we can go through the detail etc and and have a a more in-depth conversation just Mm. to understand um, if fostering is right um but yeah if you've got a spare room that's that's number one yeah um and we'll take it from there really yeah so it's just um i mean you could even create the spare room because if if i mean i think the average household in luton um there's probably about three to four children Mm -hmm. and you know people live in three four bedroom houses so if you decided to get one of your children to share and then freed up a room is that is that okay or is it you can't put your own children in shared rooms in order to free up a room yeah you can have your own children sharing all we ask for is it's it's been there for about six 12 months just so those two children are really used to, mm. to sharing a room mm-hmm. and then then yes by all means we, oh, okay. that, that will work that's good mm-hmm. to know as well so yes um uh, so um was that the reason why you moved from london to kettering to um one of the reasons the other one was my youngest jo- uh, daughter she want we wanted a, a better school for her okay so we managed <clears> to get a really good school uh, get her into a really good school mm-hmm. um and then we and started the fostering journey. Fostering yes. journey, yeah. Um, so, do you have any? Do you have any children um, that you're do, fostering yes, at the moment? Yes, okay, so yes. how many do you have at the moment? I have two. I have a three-year-old and oh, a wow. five-year-old. They're siblings. Okay. Yeah. So, but the first ones I had were three siblings. I had oh, two wow. at the beginning, and they just came to me as an emergency. So okay. The emergency is that you you look after them for a short period of time, and then. Uh, the process has moved on, but they ended up staying two and a half years with me. Wow! And they were Nigerian girls. Yes, wow! So I got to so learn how, their culture as well. Yeah, I was just going to say because the yes. culture balance. Because yes. I think that's um, if if I were to think about fostering, I think that would be one of the things that I would find challenging: how to balance the culture. Because you know we have a certain way of doing things and a certain cu- culture to the home, but then you want to encourage and support their own culture as well so how did you, you find be, that you have to be inclusive of their needs needs yes so just like uh, as a muslim person you have mm-hmm. eid and we did everything with them we had um looked after their the cultural needs as well mm-hmm. uh, celebrating their christmas mm-hmm. um and the opportunity uh, 
birthdays and things mm-hmm. like this um and also um their own personal needs as well so mm. i would have to ask um you know how to um they did a lot of moisturizing okay. i would ask friends who are nigerian and yeah. uh, the, the type of foods that they would want to eat, eat. Yeah, um, and their hair as well how to do Pretty their yeah. hair so but it was it was really rewarding as well yeah so doing some personal things for them was really nice you be, you, and you, you learned so much in that them. period of time as well yes. and and that's you think that you're going in because you've got the skills to offer to them but actually when someone from a different culture comes like that you've you'll surprise yourself as to how much you learn yourself yes. in that journey mm-hmm. so you had them for two and a half years yes. now I, I I think I'm a very I get attached very easily and so how was that you try not to Mm. you try very hard not to but there is no way that you can't yeah. and when you've receive the love and attention that you get from them mm-hmm. um you cannot you know build See. a bond with them and when they left they were just in tears and wow. it- it was really emotional oh yeah. i can see you filling yeah. up now as well Blessed so yeah them. it was, must have been a yes. hard thing but i had um i had another who were muslim children mm-hmm. and they went but we still keep in contact with them yes oh so you, i was just yes. going to ask so are, are you able as a foster carer to still keep in touch with children that have yes moved on? It, it depends like through the the, uh, the local authority if they're still on a care order or they have left and they've gone back home and um, mm, okay. yes we can still get in contact with them and, and send birthday presents and things like oh, that nice, yes yeah. so if a child that's um is in foster care has now gone into say adoption someone um has decided to adopt them so they've come out of your care and gone into adoption are you as a foster carer allowed to keep in touch with the adopted child that you've had for x number or is is that a different criteria when they get adopted it, it would be down to the decision of the adoptive parents at okay. the end of the day because they have will then have the full the responsibility okay. so you know if, if if relations are good then, yeah. then if they want that to continue then then yes it, it, it's very dependent on the, on the situation okay mm-hmm. okay that's good i think it's also about the emotional mm-hmm. impact like mm-hmm. uh, with children who um come from like the the young one that i had was rebecca and she um uh, she came from a, another foster carer mm-hmm. so when the foster carer comes uh, and looks after the child uh, is still involved it's a little uh, um upsetting for them okay yeah so yeah uh, that way we just um i mean it's it's easier yeah as foster carers just to keep it all equal yeah so i mean uh, as as a foster carer have you set a criteria as to what age children you'd like or have you just said any any age um you do say any but it depends on how you can manage those children mm-hmm. so i my preference is always the younger ones because mm-hmm. they're fit um that um i'm able to give them more and mm-hmm. attend to their needs more mm-hmm. uh, than more than an adult child Mm-hmm. I will find that hard and difficult mm-hmm. um, because of myself. So mm-hmm. um, it's all about how I can do the best for the child. Mm-hmm. And I feel um, I can make the, meet the needs of the younger children. Yeah. And so is that something, uh, Louise, if as a foster carer you decided that um, you you wanted to go into fostering but you only wanted to do a specific mm-hmm. age group, um, are you allowed to make... Um, requests like that well we encourage everybody to be open to you know not to 18 that's mm-hmm. that's how people go through the approval process and mm-hmm. what happens when a child needs to be placed mm-hmm. we have a really in-depth conversation with a foster carer as to mm-hmm. whether that's that's somebody they feel that they can help mm-hmm. so really if, if, if to have more opportunity to look after more children mm-hmm. then we do recommend the the wider not to 18 so um mm-hmm. so that's that's what we encourage people to do, to do just so yeah. they just they can open the doors to more to more children yes <laughs> and um so uh you do do your best as an agency to try and fit the so if i decided to go into foster care i would have um i would write down my skill sets mm-hmm. and i would write down where i feel that i could support children do you then try and match the children accordingly to different foster carers skill sets is that how it works yeah of course because everyone's in a different place on their journey mm-hmm. into fostering so and those skills build mm-hmm. over the time with with the training and the support mm-hmm. that we can give so so yeah so kind of build up a, a portfolio yes. if you like yeah. of, of what what people can do mm-hmm. and, and yeah closely match those because because at the end of the day we want a the stable home for the, the child yeah. is is absolutely number one in their best mm-hmm. interest so mm-hmm. that 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 part of the fostering process is is really really um you know 
quite tight just to make sure we do make those those, Things, those yeah. right matches so um just to um to get the listeners to understand how um highly in need fostering is is in need um what happens to those children that haven't got homes to go into for foster there aren't parents that can foster uh, foster carers that can take them on what what happens to those where do they sit or where are they in that meantime um well a lot of them in many we can find homes for which is mm-hmm. good um if, if we can't with the independent sector they, they stay remaining with the local authority mm. um and and there are there are homes mm. uh, out there so which is why there's a real need for foster carers yes. to so we can we can give those more stable environments yes. um to, to, to all, all the children who need yes. it because because there aren't enough so yeah. um you know it's great to be here today talking about it and just yeah. raising that awareness yes and i think that's and that's the key thing because um there are my mic is really dropping on me every now and then um and the um the children Children that do go into uh, foster care. So, do you have foster uh, carers that are um, long-term ones, short-term ones? Because you said you're an emergency um, foster. I'm a short-term one. So, oh, okay. So there is yes. such a thing. Yep. I haven't yes. just thought no, that one up no. myself. Okay, but so there's uh, emergency as well, mm-hmm. isn't there? So, how so. does emergency short-term? Can you can you just explain either of yourselves, whoever can explain how that works? <laughs> yeah, emergency is what it is. So yeah. it's you know literally you any know, time, any time of the day. That's or, it. Yeah, yeah. So we do um, have carers who offer respite care as well. Okay. So it's giving like a weekend break or, or a few days to somebody, you know, someone else who's got a more long-term mm-hmm. placement. Yeah. I think short-term is technically mm-hmm. up to two years, but it can then then go into a longer term so um okay. so 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 i think respite is a good way to introduce into fostering because you're having perhaps a friday to monday getting used to oh, okay you know the, the routine of fostering and then moving to short term and then more long term sorry so if you can just explain that respite um uh, care a bit mm-hmm. more to me so um is that is that um in between short term and um emergency then is it's, that- it's what a lot of people do to kind of balance perhaps their own commitments work etc or okay. maybe for the first few months or first few years into fostering mm-hmm. um so that they're basically offering you know a break mm-hmm. to to um another fostering family okay um, if okay. the child's you know particularly there's particular challenges or needs um mm-hmm. they can just give that friday to monday or just a few days break oh lovely um, oh, okay so just to give, give the, the long-term foster carers just a, a bit of time out yeah okay so um uh, Fawzia when you decided to go into um uh, fostering was it something you went head on straight into or um did you you know were there any stages that you took how no there how... wasn't any stages there was uh, just um, a family talk um we discussed it with the family discussed mm-hmm. it with my children because mm-hmm. obviously they were going to be a big part of it mm-hmm. um and then we decided to go ahead mm-hmm. um so we did the process of um it was a telephone call first so we have a telephone call with mm-hmm. an interview mm-hmm. um and if that all goes well, then there's another stage where there is um, uh, the social worker comes to your home, mm-hmm. then does an interview and talks about why we want to become a foster mm-hmm. a family. Um, and then the next stage is going to the panel if mm-hmm. everything all goes okay. Yeah, and, and I really like that process because it's not, oh, I want to foster, okay, fine, and then it's the next day you've got a set of children. There is a, a crude process that you do go through because um, it's quite a big commitment and you're taking on another child and you have to be, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, I'm a mum of five, so my own children drive me bonkers. So you have to really be yes. in that mindset ready to actually, you know, help these children because you they're quite vulnerable as it is anyway. Mm-hmm. So to then take on a vulnerable child and not be in the right mindset yourself, mm-hmm. you're not really offering them the support that they yeah. need. So yeah. it's it's very good that this process, so it's not an overnight thing. It's something yeah. that does take its time and there are several <coughs> checks done. Oh, yeah. So do, do we have, um, I know as a teacher, I had to get DBS clearance mm-hmm. and things like that. So do, do you, is it the same with foster carers? Yes, we do ask for DBS um, checks, <laughs> also for any adults living in the house or adult children living there as well. So they all get um, checked as well, yeah. do they? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, it's very thorough. Um, we it, it takes about four to six months altogether just mm. to really make sure that, that the, the safeguarding's in place mm. for the young people, like I say, because they are vulnerable. Yes. Um, so, so, yeah, and it, it, it's something that's handheld all the way so i say it starts the phone call mm. visits and then we have a specialist team who, who mm. go through that 
um, ends with a, another face-to-face meeting and, mm-hmm. and then you're off, off, off. Yeah. wait for your first, first child. Mm. Okay, well, I mean, uh, Noor, um, I did want to ask you uh, your personal um, journey um, as a, a child that's um, actually having different children come into the house and how that's been. But we believe it or not, we are actually heading towards a break. So I didn't want to start a new question and then cut you off. So um, I will come back to that. Um, listeners, we are live on air and uh, we are live on the Facebook page so you can leave comments on there or you can contact us on 0779-481-822 any questions that you have for either of my guests today we have the Alliance Foster Care with us today and we also have uh, Fawzia who's personally going through the journey of fostering herself so you can ask questions to her um, and uh, share your thoughts maybe you're a foster carer yourself how's the journey been for yourself Um, you can also also share that so in the meantime uh, go refill your hot drinks and uh, join us after the break inshallah mm. assalamualaikum see you soon you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Inspire FM 105.1 FM. You are tuned into Mother's Planet. The time is 10.30 and it's Friday 22nd of November. I'm your host Neelam and joining me in my very busy studio this morning are my guests Fawzia. Assalamu alaikum. And Noor. Assalamu alaikum. And Louise. Assalamu alaikum. Hi there. Oh, hi. <laughs> well, you can say slam as well. <laughs> uh, Louise is actually here from the Alliance Foster Care. Um, and we have been asking um, Louise a lot of questions around um, how they function as an agency. Uh, we've also been looking into what criteria are needed if you are deciding to go into foster care. Um, foster caring. I'm having a, a real jumbly day today, but I'm sure my listeners and my guests know where I'm where I'm coming from and what I'm trying to say um, and Fawzia and Noor are here to um, share their journey um, on uh, fostering and how they have experienced it now before the break I did want to ask a question to Noor but we had very short time so I didn't want to start a question and then head into a break but um, Noor you live in a house where there are foster children so yeah. you are the middle child yeah. and you are also um, part of um, the support network that you said yeah. for your parents that are fostering so how as a um how does it feel how, you know explain your share your experiences and thoughts to the listeners um it's I love it yes. I actually generally absolutely love it I used to work in a primary school so I've mm. always loved children yes. anyway mm-hmm. but me and my siblings yeah. it, sometimes before they come you obviously you're a bit nervous mm. you're a bit anxious because you don't know yeah. the the children exactly the same they feel a lot more nervous and a lot more anxious because they're coming into a house where they have no idea who Mm. you are and what you're like and we don't know how how, who they are and what they're like Mm. obviously being older it's 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 easier for us Mm. but me and my siblings we we play both sides we do the sibling role where you literally you play with them like they're your own children Children, like they're your own brothers and sisters because Mm. they're they're children and you don't ever think that they're different from you Mm. because my mum look takes care of them the same way she she yeah, took care of me so yeah. there's there's really not that much difference in the way you play with them and speak mm. to them and hang out with them mm. uh, what we recently started doing is giving my mum a little bit of a break oh, nice. so we take the children out over the weekend wow. um mm. to like soft play areas and parks and things like mm. that take them out for food and lunch mm. to give my my parents a break mm. and so then me and my brother sort of slip into like parent roles yeah. and have to do all the yeah. running around after the making sure but it's nice and it's, it's really nice because nice. um as your uh, you and your brother probably have that connection now where you've yeah. got we've got to we've got to be a bit more um um adulty you know yeah. if that makes sense you know we've got, <laughs> got to, to be more adult. we've got to grow up a bit and be a bit more mature about yeah. how we do this so it's given you that sense of responsibility yeah. as well and um it's quite nice because the children that have come into the foster care um they have that chance to build a connection with you and your yeah. um, siblings as well yeah. so as well as seeing your mum as their main um, support and carer yeah. it's quite nice knowing that they've got this younger network not yeah. to say that you're old but it's always it's nice to say that you know 
it, they always probably always look up to you like brothers yeah. and sisters, you know, and they can probably confide a bit more easier in you than, you know. Sometimes it helps their process as well because they, <clears throat> like you said, they're vulnerable children. So mm. they don't come from the best family um, mm. background. So when they see like me and my sister my and my brother, how we are as siblings with them they learn mm -hmm. that behavior from us mm -hmm. and you see them so quickly yeah. change and start playing together and doing all like oh. protecting each other yeah. and it, it, it helps in every so they way mimic yeah. how you, you yeah. all are. Oh. because we're so close as siblings anyway oh, lovely, and yeah. just to bring you know we've always we yeah. always play with the younger children so. we're the adults that never grow up basically yeah. so it's and, fun and so us. from an emotional side when you've had that time with the children yeah. and but how is it to say goodbye to them so i'm i'm, I'm generally an emotional person anyway mm. like i'll cry over everything but i i every time we've had children and they've left i i always cry mm. but it, it helps it makes you feel like you know what they need to carry on with your with their life yeah. what's best for them mm. so it's good for them and for us it's sad we can't yeah. keep them forever yeah. as much as we would love to, I would love to keep all of them and yeah. just you know yeah but um for them to move on and to be happy and to live their life like ha how happily they how they need yeah. to yeah and I think the the nice thing in that is that you can stand back and see that actually in that six months or whatever period of time it was you gave them happiness yeah. and you filled that void in their life. So yeah. I think that's where the reward side of this comes because um, as a school teacher, when I used to teach children and they really didn't get the subject and then when I taught them it and they said, Miss, I understood yeah. that, it was really quite rewarding for me. I thought, oh, wow, I've actually tuned in and got into them somehow. I've actually yeah. made this this child that didn't understand that. So again with the fostering concept here in in the sense that you've you knew this child came from a very broken home whatever their background was however unstable it was you took them out to soft play and you fed them pizzas and chips and you feel that happiness for them in that period of time so it's emotional letting them go but you know that you gave them yeah. six months of of joy and they will and that's an experience in their life that yeah. they will never forget and I and I'm pretty sure a lot of the children will still recall that I remember that period of time going to that home and actually having this so I think that's quite rewarding in that sense so um Fosia has there ever been a time where you've taken on children and you've decided actually I don't want to be a foster care anymore I want to now adopt these children no, <laughs> <laughs> you've got sorry. the middle child I've next to you, so that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> I think if I'd, I'd uh, if I'd fostered a baby, maybe, mm. but um, all the children that I've had are from two years onwards. onwards okay. So, um, but what I found rewarding is the when the time that they've come to me in all chaos with no mm. boundaries or structure or routine, and then when they've left they've been a completely different child wow. so they've had yeah. those boundaries and things in place yeah. um uh and that's the rewarding part of it but yes um i think uh, with my own three yeah. um, <laughs> that's enough that's but some, enough. yeah sometimes you do get to a point like we've had children where we fostered for about three and a half years yes. and you do start to think okay mm. well you know we can have them till 21 they yeah. can come to like, all of our weddings yeah. and be uncles to our children yeah. and aunties and things like that so you you do you do Toy have it idea. in the back yeah. of your head but yeah. you know at the end of the day what whatever is best for those children is what yes. you have to push yeah. for yes and that's yeah. what we do we yeah. we set them up when when whoever whatever foster family they're with you set them up and you teach them how yeah. to go on yes and you know how to be that's that's the most important thing which is um a question that um um i have here about um as a foster parent and again this is to, to louise and yourself i mean um a lot of children obviously they come from very broken backgrounds so in terms of frustration anger emotions the child themselves have to let this steam off somewhere so when they do come to their foster carers they come with probably quite a lot of challenges mm -hmm. so um i mean if it's my own child that you know is going through challenges the way i would discipline my child is i would do x y and z 
can you or do you apply the same when it comes to um, having a, a child that you're fostering? Um, uh, that's one question. And the other question is, how do you manage the behaviour and, and, and what's the support um, like? Um, the... <sighs> Say again. <laughs> so, no, so, I mean, it's looking at um, managing behaviour. So, because yeah. I mean, you've got your own child, and I will keep emphasising on the middle child here. <laughs> so, you have that, and and how how do you, because uh, how you discipline your own children, does it differ, or do you yes. apply the same? Yes. So, yeah, how yes, do you manage that? I think you have to be very sensitive with the the foster children, yeah, because they come from a broken background, mm-hmm. and, and the support that we get is from the training that we get from. Mm-hmm. Alliance, okay. yes, that's okay. a huge help because sometimes you can do um, set boundaries and things like this that you would do with your own child, mm-hmm. um, and some uh, and, and they don't work. So you're out of ideas as to how to and strategies. So you're out of mm-hmm. ideas and strategies as to how to look after and help this child. So the training really, really helps. Mm-hmm and it's it's on a very soft level mm-hmm. um and then you build up slowly so okay. the child understands where you're coming from uh challenges and and it, it has to be consistent as well mm. so any challenges that you have if they're too much and you can't you know it's okay. too much for you yeah. we just go to our supervising social worker and they help us out um with training or support or just talking about how you're feeling and things mm. like that but yes um so so what what are the um training uh, programs and things yeah there's loads okay. um, i think Fawzi has kind of talked about it a lot but um but no we, we do have um a lot about attachment um therapies and therapeutic parenting just to to name a couple of the behavioral trainings uh, schemes uh, programs that we do um but it's, it's all very bespoke based on on the needs of, of the foster carer we're very lucky that uh, first half of next year we're, at alliance will be able to use the full nfa group a library of training mm-hmm. courses as well which opens a bit more opportunity to, to give our carers even more more support mm-hmm. um and as well as you says the the supervising social workers role is really key mm-hmm. you know they're your go-to person um who's there to offer that support mm-hmm. um you know 24 7 mm-hmm. there's someone at the end of the phone um you know and they they, they come to visit and, mm-hmm. and build a relationship with, with each of the carers so uh so you know, we're really proud of the support that, that okay. is available I think as well it's worth mentioning the support with other foster carers as well, like mm-hmm. the groups and the events which which oh, take wow, place. Okay. We're, we're really keen yeah. to to build that network, so to yeah. learn from from other people's experiences, yes. which is yeah. the, by, sometimes the best way to to, to do. Learn it, yeah, and, find and I think out. that's fantastic, and yeah. and that's why I thought uh, having your presence in today's show is valuable because people that are listening in that are considering fostering would actually like to hear someone's personal journey through it so to have events like that where you um network with other foster carers and share your thoughts and things that's that's fantastic yeah. i mean myself i've always been a, a, a mum and that's mm. in our culture to yeah. be home at work and then coming into fostering um this is one of the um training that I went on because I had a challenging child who Mm. was very challenging and I didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. so my supervising social worker said well this training might be good for you so it's the first time that the alliance ever did that Mm -hmm. and the group of people that were there we just all opened up to one another and we became um really really good friends yes um and we still keep in touch and we go out to dinner every month if we yeah. can um and keep in touch with um what's happening mm. uh, and that's a really good spe- um, support network as well mm. because we just let off steam and talk about uh, how you're feeling mm. and, and get ideas from them as yes. well so um there's a lot of support out there it's mm. not just you by yourself Self, yes um and they're very warm and welcoming as well, fostering mm-hmm. alliances. So mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. And and I think that's nice because uh, especially where you say it's an opportunity for you to let off steam because mm-hmm. there's a lot of emotional steam. Because yes. as you say, when you have children that come and then stay with you for a period of time and then you've got to let them go, it can be very hard and it's it, it's very challenging. Um, I've got a friend that um, uh, foster cares and she um, has um, she takes on teenage children because mm-hmm. she feels that they're quite vulnerable and um 
for herself she said she took on younger children and um, found it emotionally too hard to let them go so she decided that I will take on teenage children and she said as as challenging as it was um, but when they went off um, into wherever it was that they were going um, and she she says um, on occasions like Eid um, they will all come to her and they'll they'll all celebrate so she says I've got three of my own children but then I've got these eight children that I've had over a period of time that I've fostered that come and celebrate Eid so she said for her it's such a nice experience because then we share Eid gifts we share Eid food and it makes that moment even more special and I thought that was amazing and I thought that's so nice to have that experience where you can actually you know reach outwards and and you're not just sharing it with your children but you're reaching out to these children and they still remember her and she says there's one that comes every weekend Mm -hmm. and he's he still plays games with her her younger children and Mm -hmm. you know he feels like he's their older sibling so it's that's quite rewarding and it's quite nice um that they've gone through that experience so um uh, the question I wanted to ask, I think you've answered it now with the um, managing uh, behaviour and the guidelines. So um, going forward, if there were, if you were to be able to offer any advice to anyone that's considering fostering, um, what would you, what would you say? What could you say? I would say go, I yeah. would say go ahead. And it's not as daunting as what mm-hmm. people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very, uh, it, it's not a, hard process Mm -hmm. um and from myself fostering in my family Mm -hmm. uh, my sister has started to foster my brother is on uh, in the process of going through the fostering oh wow and is this because of your seeing how you've gone through the journey they've decided wow that's amazing so your brother and sister are taking the journey as well my my sister has already become a foster carer oh wow okay and now my brother is entering into foster caring as well okay so yeah it's a ripple effect yes but it's because the way they've seen how I foster um, and what it involves Mm. Um, and when you see someone you say okay I think I can do that Mm. Um, so you know they know how to ask questions and and things like that but yeah and they see the support that you have from the agency and as as you said that the program that you've yeah and it's all family one as well my family supports us as well so we've taken the foster children to family occasions (laughs) to holidays yes oh wow yes so you've taken them on holiday and that's and that's all okay to do not on holiday sorry we Uh, didn't tell them not abroad but you know outings and stuff like that okay yes okay um so you've included them as much as you as can, you can. As, yes. as a family, not made them feel that, oh, you're here, no. so we can't do, we can't do this. No. So they've, they've been included in everything. Because so, they live in your house 24 seven, it's yeah. so hard to not, yes. you, 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 you feel like something's not right if they're yeah, not involved yeah. because if, someone is in your house House, living with you they Mm. are a part of your family whether Mm. it be for two months or two years that is your family yeah so you you it's it's, you feel you don't feel right if you don't take them with you and do lots of things and you can take them on holiday there's a process yeah, I there think are checks to go with them um, with the up. local authority and, and the yeah. birth family as well mm-hmm. um, but if everyone's in agreement then yeah, yeah you can wow. take okay. yeah. all day also it makes such a difference where like you say the challenges and things like that but a lot of the time in, especially in our experience they change so so they're so different the, the minute they're in your house anyway yeah. purely because of the environment mm. so it's not as scary as what a lot of people think that it is yeah. and it's actually it's actually really fun yeah it's actually really fun to just yeah. like have it's quite nice because you've got a hustle and bustle in the home yeah it's, there's never a dull moment no. in the yeah. house there's always going to be um some something yeah. going on or some drama and it's quite nice because um i i grew up in a, um, a big family and my husband grew up in a big family so we when we recall our childhood we remember just the hustle and bustle so it's quite nice having that um um uh in your home as well and you've got different people different cultures coming in so it's not just just how you're not set in your own ways of doing things these children that are coming they're bringing a personality and a culture with them that you're adopting and taking on and um respecting as well so you've learned so much in this journey as well so you've got a tough heart I think Fawzia because um I think personally for myself I would find it very hard especially with the young children and you take on the young children to uh with the older children I, I I would have felt that I've shaped their life a little bit and I've given them 
them the pathway to go off and do something better for themselves but with the younger ones I think I'd want to see them as you say until they get married you know I'd want to see them through <laughs> that journey because um I that's just my personal opinion because mm-hmm. I feel that I'd like to see that child go somewhere with their life um so I think it's very, I think you're, you have to be a strong person as well, where you can emotionally detach yourself and know that you've given them the best for that period of time and, yeah. and let them go on and flow like a butterfly. But yeah, I'm, yeah. it's not something I can take on easy, but I, I, I like the fact that you're, you have showed the simplicity behind it so that your siblings now have decided to take yes. on that journey. And I'm hoping that the listeners that are listening in today have heard your personal experience and especially Noor, um, who is a sibling and who is seeing foster children come into the house and actually how nice it is. Um, and I'm hoping that you've, um, struck a chord with our listeners. And they've yeah. and they're interested in doing so as well. Um, one question just before we um, give the contact details of how people can get in um, in touch and everything is um, if you are a foster carer and you've decided to adopt the child that you are fostering, and that's something that does happen, can happen. It can happen. Uh, more often than not, uh, foster children stay in care till they're 18 in a long-term placement, but it can mm-hmm. happen. You know, if, you, if you do decide to adopt, um, you can continue to foster as long as you have that spare room. Okay. And then it will be a case of, of going through the assessment as, as a yeah. slightly different family um, okay. with that one adoptive child. But uh, the spare room is the key thing. Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've got that spare room, speak to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can expel probably a lot of myths about yes, what you yeah. can and can't foster so, yes. so we're happy to have any any conversation yeah so which then brings me to um uh, contact details and i know that amanda's given me um a little flyer here which i'll hold up to the camera but i'm not quite sure everyone in the camera will be able to see but um there is a website mm. um I'll let you share all the contact details. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a website, um, both the NFA group website, so you can put your postcode in, it'll tell you the closest agency of which, you know, if this is might likely to be Alliance, yeah. um, or you can go to Alliance website directly, mm-hmm. um, or give a call, I've got a number. Yes. Um, it's 0808 um, so give us a call um, and we've got a team of advisors who can uh, just talk through absolutely any questions oh, yeah any Big questions little, yeah there's no such thing as a silly question you know we're, we're more than happy to speak to you brilliant thank you and um, you also do have a Facebook page which mm-hmm. I've um, just gone on and checked so we've got Alliance Foster Care Agency and that's all um, one word if you just type that into the Facebook search engine you'll come across there uh, again you can see all the information on the Facebook page uh, you can also follow the them on twitter at alliance uh, at alliance foster um i believe amanda said that you have an upcoming event i don't know if she's mentioned it to you where she's not mentioned it yeah. no, but i'm sure there is and the yeah, details so will be on, I, on the website I will keep um so what i'll do listeners is on the facebook page i will just um post out um when the event mm-hmm. is because i believe it's in luton Brilliant. and it's just going to be a, an open event where anyone that is considering um fostering can come along ask questions get information and um you can speak to them directly that way so that is coming out um hopefully i think it was this month um or maybe at the beginning of December. But when that does launch, I will um, make note of that and put yeah. that on the yeah. um, Facebook page. But, on the Alliance Facebook page as well. Yes. So have a look on that. Yes, you can do. Yes. But um, thank you very much uh, to my guests for um, coming in and um, sharing your experiences and also um, your journey um, on on how to go, um, how you've done with fostering and everything. Um, I do have a few... Um, events happening this weekend that I wanted to share on air. Um, we've got um, strengthening um, our children's hearts and mind in the 21st century. This is happening on Saturday, 23rd November at 1.30 to 4.30 at Hockwell Ring Masjid in Luton. It is a free event, um, but places do need to be booked via um, Eventbrite. Um, the uh, university, if anyone is considering further education or even looking at higher education, um, has an open day. So University of Bedfordshire has an open day on Saturday between 10 and 2. Um, and it's a good opportunity for you to come and ask uh, questions about courses they offer and what student life is about again this is a free event and it's an event that you'd need to book through um 
Eventbrite. Um, and we also have another event which is in link with Benedict Hair and Beauty and the Luton Food Bank. Uh, they are running an event on the 25th of November, which I believe is Monday night. Yes, that's right. Monday night. And it's a, it's a family event where you will be sharing, uh, you'll be offered, um, a family meal, uh, some entertainment, and there'll be some clothes and perfumes and raffles, um, all, um, in, uh, awareness for Luton Food Bank. The tickets are five pounds and, uh, that will all go towards feeding a family. So, um, it's a two hour event. So you can, uh, join in that event there. Um, we also have Quiche Hospice uh, running events on the 23rd and 24th, so Saturday and Sunday at Barnfield College between 10 and 4, um, and they've just got lots of uh, festive foods available. Uh, tickets are uh, available at the door and children under 14 are free. Money raised will be supporting those with life-limiting or terminal illnesses. So that's quite a few events for you guys over the weekend, so um, I'm hoping um, one of the those four events that I've mentioned you guys will be attending. Um, I also have a tip to share with the listeners. Um, it's a tip that I was um, given uh, by a friend and I thought actually this really resonated with me. So this is to all the ladies. Um, if you have a spare handbag at home um, and you don't use it anymore, uh, why not fill it up with toiletries, sanitary wear and some snacks and uh, next time you see a homeless woman, um, just hand her the bag and, um, and I think especially in the winter months uh, that was something that um, really struck a chord with me and I thought um, that was very nice to do so um, yeah pick a handbag and fill it up with some toiletries and share it with um, a homeless woman and I think that's quite a, a nice gesture to do as well um, so um, listeners um, thank you uh, for listening in and tuning in and any questions that have come through um, I hope we have managed to answer everything today um, was there anything that you wanted to share um, before we've shared all the contact details yeah, yeah I think we'll just share the number again so if anyone wanted to contact us it's uh, Alliance Foster Care this is on 0808 and again you can go onto the Facebook page which is Alliance Foster Care Agency like them and um, find out more information about um, how to get in touch with them and ask them questions um, before I go I do have um, a quote that I like to share um, if you can't be a pencil to write someone's happiness then try to be a nice eraser to remove their sadness uh jamaba barak and assalamu alaikum to all our listeners thank you for tuning in and see you next week assalamu alaikum thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org you'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefm luton